When you choose triangulation instead of direct communication, conflicts get magnified. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach who's devoted to helping multicultural individuals and couples on the path of transformation transform their lives and relationships through conscious communication. I'm so grateful you're here in your weekly mini communication podcast workshop. Whether you're new or a longtime listener of the Language Alchemy podcast, I'm thankful you understand that the way you communicate matters. That's right. How you communicate determines the condition of your life and your relationships. And during this time of year, the end of the year, we think a lot about our relationships, especially the relationships with our family members, our friends, and our communities. And that's because towards the end of the year, We gather with family, with relatives, with friends, with our chosen family, with our communities, with our co-workers in end-of-year festivities. Where I live in the United States, we celebrate Thanksgiving this week. During this celebration, we will be gathering with family as well. In fact, this year we are hosting and we'll be getting together with 40 people in our house to give thanks to all we have, to reaffirm our bonds of connection, and to talk about our lives. Perhaps you'll be doing the same, and maybe you have experienced in these end-of-year gatherings that sometimes conflicts occur. And if you've been following me for a while, you've heard me say before that conflicts are very human. Wherever there are people, there will be conflicts. Conflicts are not a problem. What contributes to conflicts escalating and becoming a problem, and even a fight, has to do with how we communicate during conflicts. In today's episode, you are going to learn about three communication things that escalate conflicts, so that if you find yourself in a conflict with family, with relatives, with co-workers at the end of the year, you know how to avoid them. Now, before I begin, if you've been listening to the Language Alchemy podcast for some time, you know that I talk about conflicts a lot. I've recorded several episodes about how to communicate before or during a conflict. I do this because this is where the rubber of our conscious communication meets the road, where we see if we are communicating like the mature, compassionate adult that we are, or if we are communicating in alignment with our habits that are of an age much younger than our current age. Conflicts show us with great clarity how we are communicating, whether we're responding or reacting, whether we are redirecting the energy of our triggers or having unhealthy power dynamics, 
whether we're treating ourselves and others with equality, respect, and equity, or whether we want to be right, make the other wrong, and have our opinions, our feelings, our experiences be more valuable than the others. So there's a lot to talk about when it comes to conflicts. And at this time, when there's so much pain and suffering, when we are having wars and members of our precious human family are in violent combat with others, we all have the responsibility to bring forth peace in our immediate families, in our closest communities. In my work as a transformative communication teacher and coach, I've had the honor of working with hundreds of people every year. I've worked with families, with couples, with organizations, with groups, and with individuals who have shared with me about their fights and dissatisfaction with the people in their lives. And I've seen again and again that there are three things that people do in their communication that escalate conflicts and cause up a lot of relational dissatisfaction. What I'm going to share today is something that you may have done in your communication, something that you may have said. But from now on, make the commitment to stop escalating conflicts. I'm going to share three things you may do that escalates conflicts. Number one, when your priority is to be understood, but you are not willing to understand. So for example, your partner said that they were taking care of researching a new school for your child on a given day. When that day comes, you find your partner signing up for a book club, checking out some YouTube videos on surfing, and you overhear your partner talking on the phone about an article they read about new restaurants. You start getting upset, and at some point, you get furious. So you tell your partner with a tone of voice that communicates anger, frustration, irritation, fury, that you do so much for your family, for your child. Then you tell your partner that today was the day when they were supposed to research a new school for your child. And when your partner starts to speak in most likely a defensive tone, you interrupt. You remind your partner how when you said you were going to find a tutor for your child, you immediately found someone. And when your partner tries to explain, even though you may say phrases like, I hear you, that phrase is immediately followed by, but, I hear you, but. And all this communicates that what you truly want is that your partner understands you, your anger, your fury, your frustration. And it also communicates that you have no willingness to make space for your partner so that you can understand them. When your priority is to be understood, but you are not willing to understand the other, the interaction takes a turn and goes into a who's right, who's wrong contest. And this completely derails you both because now your partner may say something like, you didn't get a tutor immediately. I remember I told you our neighbor's kid had a tutor. And when you talked to the neighbor during the neighborhood garage sale, you found out their information and then you call them. 
It took you like three days. See? Now you've escalated this conflict. You are talking about something completely different and you're both fighting for understanding without the willingness to understand each other. The second thing that escalates conflicts is when you engage in triangulation. So for example, you didn't like that one of your managers canceled your presentation with one of your accounts, and so you tell a different supervisor how unprofessional, unfair, and inconsiderate that was because you and your team have been working so hard on the presentation. The problem here is that you are not talking to the manager with whom you have a conflict. You are not telling that manager that this cancellation took you by surprise and that you'd like to know what happened. Nope. You talk to someone else. And by doing that, you create a triangle. And you talk to someone else because you are hoping that this someone else, in this case of this example, the supervisor, will address things with the manager you're having the conflict with. And you may even ask the supervisor to talk to the manager and find out what happened or to reprimand that manager for their behavior. When you do this, when you engage in triangulation, you are seeding the ground for a bigger conflict. You are making things worse because you have no idea what the supervisor will say to the manager. The supervisor may escalate things may tell the manager that you said something you didn't, but that that's how the supervisor interpreted what you said. So now we have space for inaccuracies, misunderstandings, a bigger conflict, and of course, the relationship with the manager who canceled the presentation will also get hurt. So remember this, when you choose triangulation instead of direct communication, Conflicts get magnified. The third thing that intensifies conflicts unnecessarily and escalates them is when you take something personally that was not personal, and then you react defensively. Say, for example, that your brother sends you an email asking you to contribute more to your parents' big wedding anniversary party. Specifically, your brother asked if you could chip in and help pay for catering. When you read this, you immediately think that what your brother is really saying is that you don't contribute enough because you are not generous, you are stingy and self-absorbed. So what do you do? You send a defensive email back telling your brother that you do so much for your parents. You tell your brother how you drive your parents to doctor's appointments all the time and never ask them to pay you for gas, which is so expensive these days. And you go on and on and on over explaining about all the things you pay for your parents. See, you took your brother's email personally and specifically you took it as an accusation. And so you reacted defensively. Now, when your brother gets this email from you, he's likely to react as well. And the simple question or the simple request about chipping in to help for catering 
now becomes a big family fight between you and your brother. Why? Because you took it personally and reacted defensively. And now let's recap what you've heard in this episode. Today we talked about three things that escalate conflicts that you need to avoid. When your priority is to be understood by the person you're in conflict with, but you're not willing to understand them. Number two, to engage in triangulation and shy away from direct communication. And number three, when you take it personally, when it was not personal, and you react defensively. These three ways in which we communicate during conflict escalate the conflict and also increase suffering unnecessarily. And on top of that, they don't lead to a satisfactory resolution. If you're aware that you do one or maybe all of these three things when you communicate in conflicts, then it's time to learn different communication tools that can help you show up with clarity, confidence, with compassion, to strengthen the relationship, not the rift between you and the other person, and to help you create the space for a resolution that's satisfactory to you both. And I'd love to teach you how. Schedule a consultation with me and see if you would benefit from a one-on-one, a couple, or a group transformative communication coaching. Go to languagealchemy.com and learn how. And if this episode was valuable to you, or if previous episodes have helped you have more peace, more awareness about your communication, and more fulfilling relationships, then please leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Google Podcast. I am so grateful to Rosewater45, who left a review on Apple Podcast. Rosewater45 wrote, Listening to Alejandra's podcast has opened my ears and eyes to my habitual ways of communicating that can often lead to misunderstandings, apologies, and disappointments. Applying the tools and bite-sized nuggets of wisdom she offers in these podcasts has opened the lines of communication and allowed for more meaningful conversations and relationships to grow in my life. Thank you so much, Rosewater45. I am so grateful that you are finding these podcasts useful and that they're helping your relationships grow. And thank you for your generosity, your review helps other people find the podcast and benefit too. Writing a review is very simple. All you need is a couple of minutes of your time and to write about how the Language Alchemy podcast is helping you and your communication. And when you write a review, I'll give you a shout out too. I hope you write one now. Thank you so much for listening and a special thanks to Rosewater45. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary LaPoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.